Welcome to a special episode on the Staying Alive and Rich podcast. My name is Maria and I am your host. And today I have an amazing episode with Dr. Jamatan Sihate. He's the CEO of Borneo Orangutan Survival Foundation. And we are going to talk about all things orangutans. His work and the works of his teams and colleagues is incredible. And it's not just about the orangutan, which are an endangered species, but it's also about the ecosystem, their natural habitat, and how it affects all of us. He's a brilliant man. I had the pleasure of meeting him a month ago when I went to view the documentary Eyes of Orangutan. It blew my mind as to how these beautiful, beautiful animals are exploited for our own pleasure. Dr. Jamartin will share some insights on the rehabilitation program, which isn't as dream as what we think it is. I'm excited to speak to him. I'm excited to share his insights. I'm excited um, to give you, uh, our audience, a little bit more awareness of not only how we can help them, but also how we can educate ourselves on um, the wildlife industry. Welcome to the podcast, Dr. Jamartin. It's an absolute pleasure to have you join me here today. Yeah, thank you, Maria. Happy um, to join in this podcast. Um, well, let's start from from the beginning, right? Tell us a little bit about your background and how you got into the work of the orangutans. And can you tell us also the, the origins of the Boz Foundation and why it was established? Thank you, Maria. My background is in uh, environmental sciences. Mm -hmm. I was in the Nature Conservancy and... But 1997, I joined with Boss, with orangutan programs, not directly with Boss. Yep. I joined with Boss in 2010. Okay. Not since the beginning of my career. My career, uh, mostly working in the street with the Komodo, working in Papua with the forest and so on and so on. Yep. Yeah. That's my background. And I was a lecturer and after, uh, early retired from the re lecturing. I joined with the uh, orangutan conservation. Oh, well, you lecture in environmental science? Yes. Okay. It was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes sense. And then you yeah. then you went into and um, started working with the orangutans at Boz, or were you kind of more working on the environmental aspect of what the organization was doing? Uh, I, when I was a lecturer, I joined with the... Uh, the Nature Conservancy and uh, WWF and the CI as a consultant. Okay. And a lot of things uh, by lecturing. Going to the field, take some experience, and then uh, back to the classroom and tell the, uh, the student how the conservation should be and so on and so on. But after that, I try to get early retired from the lecturing and then I focusing in the uh, NGO. Okay. Okay. That's the reason I moving full time with the non-government organization. For you, when you moved to pause, what was one of the things that kind of you, you thought? Nah, I really have to do this work. This is important work. What was the, What was that moment for you? Uh, this is about the when I was lecturing. As a lecturer, it's a lot of theory. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then uh, start at that time. I think I need more active action in the week. Yes, yes. And it's not fair to my student. I left them in the classroom and I go to the field. It's better. I have to choose one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Full-time in lecturing or full-time in action in the field. That's why I just uh, early retire from the lecturing, focus in the field activity. 
Well, and that's why I just joined with the NGO. When did you become CEO? Was that in 2011 as well, or was that a little bit later? Boss is uh, the biggest now organization around Otan Vieta, established in 1991. It yep. means Boss Foundation already more than 32 years. That's working incredible. In this organization, wow. as in the in in orangutan conservation, I joined with Boss in 19, uh, 2010. Yeah, but not directly in Boss, but I work as a director in the company under under Boss. Okay, because at the time Boss has to have uh, as a company for a license to get. Concession, okay. forest concession, restoration company, because we need the area, the forest, to release the orangutan. That's right. As NGO, we cannot own the forest concession. It should be the company. This based on the regulation in Indonesia. Ah, uh, okay. Ah, uh, that's so. At the time, was hiring me, request me to join with that company as a director in the company. That makes more uh, sense. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, and then in 2012, they request me to become the CEO in the in Boss Foundation. And over the years, Dr. Jamatin, how has the, how has Boss evolved? Obviously, um, when you started, but, uh, and and compared to now, so 20, 20 odd years more, how has the the foundation obviously has grown. And you've had some amazing um, inroads in not only rehabilitating the orangutans and letting them go back in the wild, but can you share some of the um, some of the things that you've that you've helped create over the years and expand on um, on the Boz Foundation? To be honest, I'm not create Boz Foundation, and I'm not create any activity. Yeah, <laughs> it's just the the, the team teamwork. Uh, yeah, and collaboration. Yeah, yeah. After we release them, we have to monitor them, bring them to forest, open the case, and say sayonara. Not like that. Yes, we yes. We have to keep eye to make sure they are survive in the wild. There's such a when I was listening to you at the um, at the talk for uh, Eyes of the Orangutan, you actually went into quite detail of what that process looks like and why it's so important. So there are a couple of things that are affecting um, the orangutans. Obviously, poaching, obviously um, urbanisation, and um, obviously you know palm oil and you know people chopping down the trees to for for their benefits. Um, and because of that, a lot of orangutans are not only using their um, their environment, but it's also affecting the ecosystem. And you you went into quite detail about you know from I guess helping a, a young baby orangutan, rehabilitating it, um, and and then releasing it into wild. It is such a big process and. Um, can you explain to us, because the work of what you do and what your team does is so important, um, not only just for the animals itself, but also for the ecosystem um, and the local community. Yeah. Walking in conservation is not like walking only with the animal. No, yeah? no. Yes. The, 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 the very important thing when we walk in the orangutan conservation, the benefit will go to the human. Yes. This, we have to make it very clear. There's a link between the, the orangutan and the environment and the human. Yes. We need to make sure like that. Yeah. In, in, in our activity, when we rehabilitate the orangutan, 
we we rescue the orangutan. We have to teach them how to be the the white orangutan. We have to teach them to climb the tree because people keep them as a pet, as a baby, like yeah. a baby. Make them lose their capacity and capability to climb the tree. We have to teach them again to remind them the, to remind the orangutan they are belongs to forest. Yes, yes. Yeah, they have to keep eye. We have to keep eye to the orangutan. Make sure they could climb the tree. Make sure they when we release them to the white. We have to make sure they they have to be like God created them in the forest. That's right. This was the seedling, and when they are in the forest, they become the gardener of the forest. When they become the gardener of the forest, they make the orangutan make the forest become better. Yes. And when the forest better, who got the benefit? We. We get better oxygen. The- <laughs> Get everything. Yes, yeah. that's the point. We got the oxygen. Yeah, and then we got the tree. We got the fresh water. We got everything from the forest. It means when we release the orangutan to the forest, it's not like we had them, but we had ourselves yes. when we put the orangutan in the in the wild. That's the the key point from our working in the conservation. Protecting the orangutan in the forest, it helped us. Oh, 100%. I see. And I didn't realise up until I heard you speak uh, how important and how orangutans help the forest regenerate and grow um, and uh, making your work even more uh, more important. Dr. Jamartin, throughout your journey, what challenges and struggles has the Boss Foundation faced? Because I feel like there's so much, so many elements of your work there has to be some challenging um, aspects of it that you know. Um, I know you mentioned during that talk, but I'd love for you to share it, share those with us. Thank you, Maria. There are some challenges and uh, struggles that uh, we face day by day, not only uh, month by month. We have not yeah. year by year, but day by day to make sure the orangutan could be released to the white. How could, uh, to make sure the orangutan could be in the forest. And give the benefit to us. The first thing that we face is illegal wildlife trade. Yes, wildlife this is about, trade. Yeah, about uh, this is why the big reason for this illegal wildlife trade is how and why people using the name of love but keep the orangutan in jail. Mm-hmm. This is because I need the orangutan, right? I say I love the orangutan. I want to protect the orangutan, but I put orangutan in the jail, in the cages, in my house. Mm. If we could make more people understood that the function of orangutan in the wild is better for mm. us as human, I think no one need orangutan as their pet. Yes, when no one, no one needs the orangutan as their pet. Illegal wildlife trading will be the dish. That's a massive problem, isn't it? And it's not just on orangutans; it's other, it's other animal species as well. This illegal um, selling of of wild exotic pets, and it's it's a billion dollar industry, billions of dollars apparently. Yeah. And I agree. The more people can see the importance of why we need orangutans and other wildlife in the wild, because it does contribute to our humanity. Um, that perhaps then people will reconsider, um, wow. I guess, you know, 
going on sites or even looking at, you know, shows with, with wild animals where they're exploited and, and what have you. Um, what, is the, what are some of the other challenges other than the wildlife, um, the wi wildlife, I, I guess, um, poachers? What else is it? I guess the environment as well is a big one in Indonesia. Um, and okay. Sorry. <laughs> okay. The other, the other challenges that uh, uh, we face day by day on the funding. Funding, yeah. Because yep. taking care of the orangutan and the cages, we need, we need more people working with us. Yeah. Train them to be white, we need more people working with us. Yeah. Training the orangutan how they could be survived as a white orangutan. We cannot use technology. We cannot use computer to teach the orangutan climbing the tree. No, right? you have to be physical, don't you? You have to show yes. them literally. Yeah. This this uh, training by by example. Doctor Jamartin, how long does it take to rehabilitate um, an orangutan that comes into your center when you've um, rescued for perhaps say a, a little baby orangutan has lost its mother and it comes to your center? Right. How long from when it comes to your center before it's allowed to be released into the wild? And and what's the what's the dollar amount like? What, how much does it cost to release to to rehabilitate and release a, a orangutan? From from a baby to an adult. Okay, when the baby coming, usually we have to teach them how to be white. For orangutan, we need uh, to spend seven to nine years. Seven to nine years. Yes. Wow. In the wild, the mother of orangutan in the wild, they will taking care of the baby orangutan for seven years. Do you think? Wow. Our team is better than the real mother of the orangutan. We cannot compete with the real mother of orangutan, teach the orangutan baby to teach them how to invite. That's why it's longer for us to teach the baby how to be the white orangutan. And sometimes the, the orangutan coming to the center is not only the baby. Sometimes it's already a teenager. It's already a teenager. <laughs> and then more than five or seven years. It's not easy to teach them to be white. And the, the bigger orangutan coming, it's longer time to teach them to be white. It's easier when they're babies, when they're infants, yes. to then when they're coming, when they're a bit older, like a teenager or an older one. In Bosch Foundation, with the support with all our friends, we need to put them living with trick. Yes, yes. That's why we, want to, we plan to deploy more man-made islands. Yes. We want to buy more, more land and all more island to make sure we can make unreleasable orangutan living with tree. Yeah. Not in the cage. Not in the cage, yeah, yeah. And and you've you've already started one man uh, made island for the orangutans, am I right in saying that? Or one that you have that you've just it, finished? We already have some uh, man made island in East Kalimantan. Okay. We have some island in Central Kalimantan, but in Central Kalimantan, mostly of our island now, now for this time, we use the, for the pre-release island. Okay. After graduating from the forest school, we put them in the pre-release island. We monitor the orangutan, how they're practicing to be the white orangutan, and then we release them. Yeah, yeah. If if one day all orangutan already released, we will use the pre-release island become the sanctuary for the unreleasable orangutan. They deserve 
living with trees. Absolutely, absolutely. Every wild animal deserves to be in its in its own environment and in its own natural environment. And it also helps, I think, with your rehabilitation. The more they spend time in in their natural habitat, the more they're able to kind of um, do what innately comes to them over time. I'm imagining, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, the other part of what you do is um, you engage a lot with local communities and um, how are some ways do your communities help? Local communities are our, our key partners yep. in the field. Yep. Yeah. We demanding on the local community to to running this organization, to running this activity. The first thing we want to educate the local community, make engagement with the local community uh, they are part of our activity. Mm. They are part of the ecosystem. They are part of this system. Mm -hmm. And the other one, the local community, they have to get some benefit from the activity from the orangutan conservation. If they don't get benefits, they will ignore it. Yeah. That's why in our experience working in conservation, we still uh, develop our activity named community development. Mm. Because we need the local people get the benefit or from the orangutan. We cannot do conservation with the hungry people surrounding us. No, that's no. That's why that's why we need them get the benefit. And the other one, our staff mostly more than eighty percent is local people keep living surrounding our forest. We need them have the respect to the animal. They need we need them to get to get the respect to the ecosystem. They are living in that area. They can help us lots. Yeah, that's why that's why we need uh, more people working with us from the local people. It's important too, I think, because because they are local, um, and a lot of them have been born and raised there. They also understand the land better than than I guess. Um, you know, people that come in that are not from um, Indonesia. So um, uh, for them to also be empowered by understanding why it's important to help the orangutans, why it's important for conservation, why is it it's, it ultimately will affect them. Um, and some of the images that I saw when you came out were really encouraging because they absolutely love uh, working with the animals and um, and you can see and you can see that mutual respect between the animal and and um, its rehabilitator. So it's it's great work. But you guys also um, you offer other ways and collaborate with other with other organisations for um, Boz as well. Can you tell me a little bit about that? In more than thirty two years working in this organisation, no one can walk. In conservation alone, no. We ha we have to collaborate with many many uh, organizations. But but when you collaborate, there's just some we need to have uh, mutual respect, mutual trust. It's working hand in hand, right? Of course, of we course. To make it that. That's why uh, since the beginning we know we know that we cannot do it alone. We cannot do it by ourselves in Indonesia. That's why we start to develop within it uh, uh, both partners. And then we start to develop uh, both Australia, both German, both Switzerland, both UK, both US, some and other organizations. Yeah. And then we will be still working not only with the both partners organization, but we're still working 
with another organization who want to be part of the solution. Again, want to be part of the solution. This That's, is the key. That is the key, being part of the solution. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. I mean, that's why we're doing this podcast is just to, to be a voice and be able to let people know about the amazing work that you do and how important it is, you know, for everyone to understand and how, you know, you can help directly or indirectly. It doesn't matter. Just knowing and understanding is 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 crucial. I know there's some big plans for Boz, which are very, very exciting because you've also, we spoke about the orangutans that can, that are, re, re, are rehabilitated but can't go into the wild um, and the man-made islands so they can be, but there's also the orangutans that uh, actually can't no. even go onto the man-made island either. Um, and I know that was much, very much a concern for you because obviously they've been intersected or have been rescued from um, people that use the orangutans for entertainment in various countries um, and um, and your no. your group are very passionate about giving them uh, a space where they can you know be with trees and be free but still under under supervision yeah in our activity is uh the first thing we have to keep eye and energy for the in the orangutan rehabilitation center mm-hmm and not all orangutan in our center can could go to the forest by explaining people. Some of them cannot be the white orangutan. One group of that cows they cannot they don't have capacity. Yeah. They yeah. don't have the capability to do that since the beginning. Yes, yes. Yeah. And the other one, they cannot be survived in the forest and then we took back to yeah. the to the center. Yeah. The other groups is the orangutan cows of us. Yes. We give them our put in court, our yes. disease. Yes, yes. And since the beginning, when they come and we make the helpers, they got the human disease like tuberculosis. They since the beginning they cannot go to the wild. It's so sad. Because because in the wild there's no tuberculosis in the orangutan. No, no, no. When you release the orangutan to the white with tuberculosis, you, you send a time bombing to the white. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why for the orangutan like them, we cannot release the white. We cannot release them to, to the white. The other one, some orangutan coming to our center already with the handicap. Blind. Oh, okay. Or some people using the air rifle gun. Some orangutan without hand. A lot of like that. That's why in both foundation, for orangutan can be released, we try to find forests with the help of the government of Indonesia and then release them to the white. For mm. some orangutan that cannot be to the white because of human disease, we need them to develop sanctuary for them out of cages. A sanctuary then, out of cages. And that's the important part, isn't it? Yeah. That's why we developed the island. Yeah, I've seen the perspectives on that and that, that, that looks really well, I saw them at the at the viewing and that, that looks really exciting. Really, really exciting. I think that's a great way to allow them to have that sense of freedom but still kind of feel, be monitored and looked after um, in that environment. Um what can you tell me? Are there any um 
innovative techniques that are, that you're using now. I know I briefly spoke to you at the viewing about, like, I was intrigued to know how you monitor the orangutans once they were released in the wild because I know here in Australia we microchip our pets so we don't lose them. Um, <laughs> and I was wondering whether you use similar technology to monitor the orangutans once they're released in the wild. Yeah. All around them in our shelter, we put the chip like the ID card. Yeah. It's very small. Yeah. It's ID card. <clears throat> the other one, we put the, for the releasable orangutan, we put the radio telemetry. Yeah. The radio telemetry, the problems with the orangutan, they don't have neck. We cannot using the. Ah, yes. And that's why we put them, implant the, the telemetry, the implant. Under the skin. Under the skin, yeah, yeah. And then that's all for the releasable orangutan. And then we monitor them in the forest based on that. In the first two weeks, one week, two weeks, we monitor them by day by day. Mm -hmm. That's why we can find some orangutan that cannot survive. If they are only, the orangutan A is only one place, not moving for one week. We'll come into that area, find out this orangutan. If they cannot climb, they can show something that we, you know, they can release. Yeah, yeah, they yeah. They can survive in the forest and then time to bring them back to the. Bring, bring them back in. Yeah, that's the benefit of the, the, the technology using the telemetry. Yeah, you'd have to because, of course, how else will you know if they're, if they're adapting or they're not adapting to the environment? And that makes a lot of sense. If they're in the one spot for a long period of time, yeah. that means they're, they're probably not, not, they're not adapting. But as the well. radio is only for two years. After two years, the battery is off. Oh. We, we hope they are parked in the wild, right? Yeah, yeah. But in our activities, sometimes it, some orangutan moving to far, they could come to one place and local people found them. Yeah. And they will say, okay, this orangutan from Boston is in. We'll come in and we check. Small chip, so you can check. And we, check, we, we scan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If this is the orangutan from Boston, you know the numbers. Oh, that's good. If there is no numbers that this is not from our release side. What happens if it's not one of your orangutans? Do you leave it in the wild? No. Or, no. We still, if they are from the wild, if they are healthy, we translocate them to the forest again. Again, yeah, yeah, yeah. If yeah. they got injured by people, for example, we have to kill them first and then release them. Ah, uh, okay. But if they are blind or with the handicap, we will keep them there in our special care unit. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's incredible. That is so good. We cannot ignore the orangutan. No, no, no. And you know what? It goes back to, again, when you said earlier, um, getting the community involved and they can recognise when an orangutan has strayed off and perhaps gone into a village, a local village or what have you, they know to call you and go, hey, there's a as orangutan. Otherwise, if they don't know, they probably either, you know, might kill the animal or may not know what to do or what have you. So yeah. it's, that's why education is, is super important for the locals and for us as well. It's not just locals, for everyone really. Uh, we all need to be aware of this. We all need to be aware of the environment. I mean, global warming is a thing. Um, it's, you know, it is affecting our environment and it is affecting our animals. So there's a lot of factors involved here. Um, yeah, that's why, that's why, Maria, in our program, we have a program named Orangutan Goes to School. Orangutan Goes to School. It's not the Orangutan Goes to the School, but the program, awareness program, if you see the school, 
we're raising the awareness from the kids. Yep. And let them explain to the parents about the orangutan and how important the orangutan. That's a part of awareness. Yes. Yes. And that's a part of educated. Because if you come into the look the old people, maybe like me, it's not easy to teach me what A B C D. That's right. But when, when my kids come in and explain that, I will respect to my kids first. But again, when my kids come in coming again, they will, I I didn't pay attention on that. Well, you know what? That's, That's how I found out. That's how I found out about palm oil. My children told me about palm oil. My son came home from school when he was about eight years old and he said, Mum, you can't buy anything with palm oil. I said, well, I didn't even know palm oil was an ingredient ingredients in a lot of the products that we bought. And it's not just food products. It's in our detergents, in our toiletries and everything. And then he said to me, no, it's killing the orangutans. It's getting rid of their natural habitat and they're in danger. So that's how I kind of first was, became aware of, Oh, okay. So I don't buy anything with palm oil anymore. I haven't for years and years. Or you have to check to buy. If you have to have the palm oil, you have to check. You should buy the RSPO product. RSPO product. Oh, okay. I will have to find that and put it on the website. Is that better? It's better. Okay. Definitely. Well, we try and avoid um, palm oil in as many products as we can. I think, you know, that's a start. And that, like going back to what you were saying, it's my, my children expose me to the to why it's not good for the environment and obviously the or orangutans. Um, and then a friend of mine who has adopted many orangutans was telling me about the Boz Foundation. And it all comes through that conversation and, you know, talking about the work that you do um, that builds that awareness. And hopefully we can build some awareness um, after this um, interview. Um, Dr. Jamartin, it's been an absolute pleasure talking to you today um, about Boz Foundation and the initiatives that you are running and the hard work that you and the community and the team are doing, not only to preserve the environment, but also help um, orangutans. And um, I just want to say thank you so much for taking the time to speak to me today. It's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you, Maria.